don't have any regrets because I was 100% myself. I was open. I was transparent. I was honest. I didn't go on TV betraying something that I wasn't. I didn't go up there trying to start and be messy because that's never who my character was. I made that known when I first got on the show. Like, listen, I'm not with the drama. Don't include me in it. Of course, it's loving hip hop. So sometimes the drama comes to your doorstep. Um, but even through those aspects, I still handle myself accordingly. To this day, people are still like, you know, I love you on the show. You weren't messy. You were, you know, you carried yourself a certain way. And I'm like, thank you, because that wasn't my goal or my objective. I never want my daughter to be like, oh, look at a, look at me on TV and, and be disappointed or, or embarrassed of her mother. And that was American television personality, singer, fashion designer, and businesswoman, former cast member of the VH1 reality show Love in Hip Hop Atlanta. Tammy Rivera is on today's episode of Naked. Are you all about the NBA action? You got to try Pick 6, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code TBE. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Like, will they score more or less than 30 points or have more or less than eight assists? Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with code TBE. New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code TBE. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick 6 credits. Non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Got my Prevna 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Greatest in sports and entertainment, connected with us. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion, they girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment, connected with us. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Naked with me, Kerry, a champion. Um, guys, before we get into today's guest, I have to talk about a week. It's been a week. A week, a week, a week. Uh, especially in my world of sports, I like to talk about all things, but... One thing I want to talk about in particular before I introduce our next guest, and I just have to give my take on this because everyone is weighing in 
is on Memphis Grizzlies superstar uh, John Morant. John Morant uh, is a special, special player in the National Basketball Association. Um, for those who are listening who may not know of John Morant, uh, you have to watch him. The boy is special. When he plays, um, he is captivating. He is a talent uh, that was recognized on the collegiate level. He was at a small school in Murray State. Uh, and he came out as the number two pick in the 2019 draft. And he's never looked back. And it's really, really hard to be a top five, top 10 pick in any draft and make good on that status, meaning that top one, two, three or four pick. And he's done that. Uh, but I've noticed a troubling, what I think is a troubling trend with him prior to the most recent drama. I just noticed that his attitude and his demeanor changed. I remember, you know, people would say the Saturday report was he's a good kid. He's nice. He's humble. Leave him alone. He just wants to work hard and be a superstar. And recently, I honestly had thought I didn't like his attitude. I was like, he's getting too, like your grandmother would say, too big for your britches. I felt like he was a little unnecessarily tough, maybe a little unnecessarily arrogant. And it didn't fit well for me. Um, I didn't like the way he was inter interacting with refs. And it's so easy to judge, especially in the business that I am, especially in what I do for a living. It's so easy, easy for me to say something's wrong with him and he thinks he thinks he's better. And there were just a series of incidents, one of which started with him, you know, uh, playing the Lakers. And and one of the players was getting into it with Shannon Sharp, who is uh, a, a former NFL player, but now a huge personality in media. And I saw Ja and even his father, T, kind of weighing in on it. And then there were these reports that he, he beat up a 17-year-old kid and brandished a gun against this kid. There was another report. Uh, that said he was aggressively talking to a traveling team with the Indiana Pacers and he was trying to not necessarily threaten them, but they felt threatened, not fe fellow players, but people who were with the team when they were in Memphis. And all of these reports of him being some sort of a bully slash gangsterish attitude started to really concern me. Uh, it reached a fever pitch when there is this video, which I know most of you have seen, where he is waving a gun in a strip club and clearly faded out of his mind, like lost. But I thought to myself, well, one, here are two things that are happening. It is against the CBA, the Collective Bargaining Agreement in the National Basketball Association. It's against that agreement for any player to have a gun. It is against the agreement. If in fact a player is found to have traveled with a gun or have a gun on his person while playing, while working, um, that's an automatic 50-game suspension, 5-0, 5-0. And so for him to be playing in Colorado, they had just lost the Denver Nuggets, and that night he finds himself in a strip club before they decide to fly back to Memphis waving a gun. That means he brought the gun with him. That's the first thing, because people were like, what law did he break? He was sitting in a strip club, minding his business. What if that wasn't a gun? What if that was a, a lighter? That's what you do sometimes when you're in a strip club. It looks like a gun, but it's a lighter. And in my mind, I'm like, one incident of a reported gun is one incident too many. And now this is the third such incident. And I don't know what's going on with this 23-year-old. I do not know him. But what was really troubling was that you see this bright talent, super, super bright talent. And there's nobody around him to tell him, my man, that's not right. Or if there is someone around him telling him, my man, this isn't right, he's not listening. Here's the other troubling part of the story. No one is putting a gun in Jaws' hand. He seems to be the ringleader. He seems to be the person that's like, I got the gun, what's up? That to me is troubling. And a lot of times we, especially in our culture, are not equipped for the pressures that come with being famous. He's an instant millionaire when he's 20. He can immediately change his life and his family's life and future generations' lives to come because of the money in which he will make. That comes with a significant responsibility to whom much is given, much is required. And if you don't know how to handle that responsibility, this world of fame and fortune can eat you up quickly. It could change your perspective. It could make it difficult for you to function. And so for John Moran, if you're listening, 
I am sending you nothing but love. I hope you get well. I hope that whatever it is that is troubling you, or if there is nothing troubling you and you're just doing this for shits and giggles, you realize that there's nothing funny about this. Um, my man Van Lathan said it best. Come to the corny side. It's cool to be corny. When you quote unquote make it, and if you feel any pressure by your friends or your family to be something different, ignore that. It's cool to be corny. It's cool to be corny and paid and be happy with your life. You can go to the strip clubs privately, bring it to the crib. You can carry a gun at the house, get security. You got all that money. You don't need to carry a gun, get security. That's one thing that's always befuddled me about certain people who need to decide to carry a gun on their person. If I have enough money to live this lifestyle, I have enough money to hire someone who is security who can carry a gun for me. I don't need to do it myself. We've seen so many incidents over the years where some interfamous name had a gun and the situation went wrong because they pulled their gun out. I can think of seven stories right now. And so I'm sending him nothing but love because I do get that a kid from a very small town in South Carolina, population 3,200, maybe give or take a few hundred, um, could have a hard time adjusting to being a superstar in the NBA. Could be sending are receiving wrong messages and thinking he needs to be more than what he is and expressing it in different ways. So we are sending Ja love and we're hoping that he gets better. The repercussions could be significant because there's been too many incidents uh, that say Ja Morant had a gun. And we don't want him to mess up his bag, but most importantly, we want him to understand that he's special um, and, and a culture that needs him and craves superstars and superstar stories like this one. And to that end, I talk about our guest today. She um, can relate to growing up tough. She can relate to being in um, hard situations. Her words, not mine. I grew up in Baltimore and, you know, I, I fought a lot in high school because um, I was I stay on ready um, and I got a GED. I barely graduated. And, you know, but all the while I knew I was destined for something special, but I was tough. I grew up tough and 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 I had to learn from that. And she's done a great job. I, I said this to her in the podcast, y'all. I said, hey, you are a perfect example of you can't judge a book by its cover. I'm going to keep it a buck. I am not trying to front like I watch every edition or every franchise of Love and Hip Hop. I do not. I remember watching New York a lot, delved into Atlanta. I just am busy. I'm in my world of sports. It gets hard, but I do understand the culture and I do understand the popular people. And she was one. Singer and actress, entrepreneur Tammy Rivera has been on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Uh, she was married to Waka Flocka and she is now divorced. And she talks candidly about the marriage, what went wrong um, and what she's on to next. But what I love most about her and her story is that She's taken this platform of being Waka Flocka's wife, ex-wife now, and, and made it her own. She has a skincare line that she's promoting right now, which I think is great and amazing. I envy that. I'm like, I'm going to give me a skincare line. I'm waiting on my skincare line. Uh, she has a swim line where she talks about T. Rivera. T. Rivera, whose mission is to install confidence as every bare face deserves to glow. That's her skincare line, not her swim line. That's her skincare line. Um, and she has done it all. She's released a single that people like. She can sing. Um, and she's a true entrepreneur in every sense of the word. And that's hard to do. It's hard to to step on the scene as someone's wife and then take that platform and then create your own individual identity and be progressive and make money and be successful. And in my mind, right, success is subjective. But in my mind, she is successful and I salute her. You guys be kind, be nice uh, and give it up for one Tammy Rivera on Naked. Um, so Tammy Rivera, thank you so much for joining me. Congratulations on all that you've been able to do. I am a fan of someone who can hustle and make it their own. And you have had a lot of different um, ways in which people can follow you and uh, know that, what your dreams are. So first off, tell me a little bit about where you grew up. Where are you from, family, that type of thing? Um, well, I'm from, my, but my mom is originally from Norfolk, Virginia, which where 
um, I was raised, I was born in California, actually, but I was raised wow. in North, well, raised in Norfolk up until I was like six. And then my mom to moved to the west side of Baltimore. So Baltimore is ultimately um, the streets that raised me. <laughs> so that's, that's what I consider home. Now, tell me about Baltimore. So I, I obviously looked you up and it says you were from Baltimore, but everyone has a different origin story about where they are from. But if Baltimore raised you, what does that mean? How did Baltimore raise you? Well, Baltimore is not for the meek or the weak, <laughs> um, if you know anything about Baltimore. So I would say it raised me, um, raised me pretty well, pretty, pretty well. You know, I'm a strong woman. Um, I'm a hustler. Because of, you know, my circumstances and where I come from, that's what we, you know, that's what you, you, you know, you have to grind to make it out. And um, that's pretty much the just the Baltimore. Baltimore is a, it's a hard city, but it's also a loving city. And a lot of people don't see that side of it. It's a city where um, if, if I was to walk past in the streets and see someone from Baltimore, it's like a, a understanding that we have like, oh, girl, I see you, you know, it's like, you know, small city, but there's a lot of greats that come from there. A lot of grace that come from there. Uh, I know a lot of people that are from Baltimore and they have the same approach. Like, look, I see you, but I know what it is. If you. Right. <laughs> like, I get it. If you had to describe what made you in terms of how you've been able to hustle, would you say you learned everything from how you grew up? Absolutely. My mom grew up a single parent. Um, my mom um, was her. She had a addiction. In her past, yep. where I was raised my grandmother for a short period of time until my mom was able to, you know, get her life back on track. Um, we moved to Baltimore for a better life. Um, and, you know, I, I have, you know, a pretty um, hard upbringing, but yet yeah, still filled with loves. And, uh, you know, I come from very, very humble beginnings. And that is my foundation of what, like, builds me and makes me because it's that, you know, staying grounded. That's what keeps me grounded. And being able to go back home to a city where, um, I once used to, you know, I once lived in poverty and once had struggles and be able to go back to my same city and give back and be with those same people in those same areas and those same blocks that I grew up in. It's like, um, it's, it's like one of the highlights of, uh, of my life, honestly. What do you think it was when you were a kid? What was your ultimate dream? What was your goal for your life when you were growing up? When I was a kid, I was like, I want to be Oprah. When you were growing up, <laughs> what did you want to? I wanted to be a singer, a designer. Uh, I always I wanted to be a singer and a fashion designer. Like that was my thing since I could remember. Um, I was just talking to someone um, yesterday and I was like, I remember my teacher used to be like, well, what is your fallback plan? And I'm like, I don't have a fallback plan. She's like, you need a fallback plan. I'm like, I'm going to be a singer and I'm going to be a designer. And like, what is your fallback plan? Like I used to get so frustrated when someone used to ask me that. Um, but yeah, that was ultimately... Um, what it was. I never switched from there. I never, I used to say dance or two, but child, that didn't work out too good. <laughs> you're like, I do know I can sing. When did you, right, that's what that, right you're like, I can sing. When did you realize <laughs> you had a talent as a singer? Uh, when everyone used to ask me to sing. Um, I used to have to sing voice and go to the end of the role for my grandmothers and her friends and then singing at funerals, gatherings and things of that sort. So that's something that has always been like, uh, you know, in my family, since as long, I, I can't even tell you when I started singing. I just remember it being a thing since five and six and everyone asked me to do it. Wait a second. So you just knew how to sing since you were a kid and then everyone was like, Tammy, come here and sing. You know how like black families. Yeah. Like, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I give you a quarter. Go ahead and sing this song for me. Uh, yep. That was it. <laughs> yes. I can't even tell you how I started when I just remember, you know, singing for candy for a quarter to go to the candy lady <laughs> that's crazy and then how did you make because i know that you do sing how did you get to the point let's fast forward to high school how did you get to the point where you're like all right this is going to be my next step i want to i want to leave high school and i'm going to go pursue my dream or i'm going to leave high school and i'm going to go to school uh when did you make your the visions of what you wanted become more of a reality or when did you start seeing that? Um, honestly, my my um, start didn't kind of start like that. I, I actually got pregnant at 18. Mm -hmm. um, I, 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 I uh, used to fight so much in high school. I got expelled. Um, I had to get my GED. I got pregnant at 18. Didn't, uh, you know, I thought at that point I was in an abusive relationship. I thought that I was like, you know, this is it. Like, you know, 
the dreams, aspirations that I had, like, you know, probably won't, aren't going to happen. Um, but I always, you know, kept faith in God and always knew that there was a plan. Um, I was just t- talking about how like I, every job that I had, I got fired from. I never, I never could keep a job and I never was sad about it. Every job that I've had, you name it, child, I didn't work it. Um, besides, besides a stripper or a dancer, because I told you I can't dance. <laughs> um, but I, every job I got fired and I was mad about it because I knew that there was something more. Like God gave me visions of like, you know, what I was supposed to do. I didn't know how or when, but I knew that there was just something bigger and greater than myself to happen for me. Um, and, um, you know, ultimately, even when I first started loving hip hop, I didn't start, I didn't go on loving hip hop as a singer. I was afraid. Um, I didn't actually reveal that I could sing until probably uh, my last season on loving hip hop, which is probably like four years later, because I didn't want anyone to think that I was up there uh, for opportunity or trying to be opportunist. That's interesting. Okay, so wait, I got to go back because you said some things that I love and I want to figure that out because if somebody's listening, they're like, this is good to know. So you were like, the path was not so clear for you. You knew what you wanted to do, but it wasn't as easy. Um, You said you fought, you fought a lot in high school and, and <laughs> you found yourself thinking, all right, whatever. What was what was that about? Why do you think you were fighting so much in high school? Did you have to defend yourself? Were people jealous of you? It was a mixture of like, you know, I didn't know how to back down from anything. So, you know, of course, I'm in West Baltimore. Um, I moved from the city to the county, which was supposed to be like, you know, the suburbs of Baltimore, which is like a better life. Um, so I'm around, you know, uh, it's me, my mom, my sister in this two bedroom apartment, single parent. I'm working at a job. I work at a job at 13 um, just to be able to, you know, so my mom could pay her bills. She had to worry about getting clothes and stuff for me and my sister because, you know, my job was providing that. That way I can stay fly in school because I've always been into fashion. <laughs> um, but, you know, I just and I'll go to the school and I guess it's a mixture of things. You know, the girls didn't understand me or, you know, some probably just wanted to be my friend. Just didn't know how to. Um, and then me, I didn't know how to back down from anything. So um, for me and my mindset, I'm like, oh, y'all got it. Made. Y'all looking with silver spoons in y'all mouths and y'all looking at me and trying to talk trash to me like, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's good? What y'all want to do? So I was never backing down like, oh, y'all got a good life and y'all thinking that y'all about to try me because I want Mm-hmm. I don't come from none of that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it was like that type of vibe for me. Um, and I just was, you know, I just never went back down. I just was already on go, you know. Already on go. And so, but there's nothing, can I say something that probably has everything to do with why you've been able to turn what you've had into something? You find yourself hustling. You find yourself out there like, okay, I don't care if I can keep a job because you knew in your spirit you would do something more. What was that that made you feel like you'd do more? It's like a... It's like a discernment. It's almost like like something that you just know. Like you just are like this cannot be my life. This is not it. Like I just know it. It was something I didn't have to say. It's just something that I knew. Like my dreams didn't didn't like the things that and I'm talking dreams like in in literal the dreams I would have of me being on the stage or being around certain people. These weren't the dreams that I that I visioned. Um, back then I didn't know that I was manifesting. I didn't know that I didn't know that God was showing me my future or these are going to be my peers one day. But I just knew that like this cannot be my life. Like it's just not, I know this is not it. I was just, you know, going through, you know, what I was supposed to at that time, I guess. And then you find yourself in a relationship. And then mm-hmm. when you first start the relationship, did you think that that you would be put in the public eye? No, I didn't. That was never the objective or the goal. Um I actually, the day that I first met my ex-husband, he told me, like, you're going to be my wife. Like, he's like something God told me that you're going to be my wife. I thought he was crazy. And um, we're on drugs or something. I was like, this man is crazy. But um, <laughs> it was, I was, yeah, I was genuinely, like, it was just genuinely a connection. And it was like, you know, I want to be with this person. And I didn't think of anything about, you know, TV or nothing. He actually asked me, like, you know, I need you to, come to me I want you to be around me I moved to Atlanta um we built you know this family together and um I that was far removed from my mind I'm young I'm just thinking like you know what I'm saying I found my man and we're about to make this thing work um then the opportunity of love and hip-hop came about uh what a lot of people don't know it came about the first time um the Atlanta one was ever they had New York already but they came around with the Atlanta one and I declined it we declined it the first um the very first um season and episode 
And um, and a lot of people don't know me and Deb was not on good terms at that time. So I was like, I'm not going to go on TV. Me, your mom is all right. All right. Um, once me and her made amends, it, the opportunity came back around again. Mona reached out. And, um, you know, I was on my styling thing at the time. You know, I just was not, you know, I was like, just stay home, take it out. And I did that for a minute. But I'm like, listen, I got a hustle. Like, I can't do this. Like, I just can't sit in the house. Like, I got to do what, you know. I got, I'm a creative individual. I got to create. I got to do something. Um, so, you know, the opportunity came back around for Love and Hip Hop. And my mother-in-law was like, well, maybe you should do it this time. She was like, you know, you can display, you know, your styling and you can you know, use this as an opportunity. And gratefully, Walker was, you know, okay with that at the time. Um, and it actually just kind of like, it went from there. I just, you know, knew that I wasn't going on TV to be a reality TV star. At that moment, to be honest, I didn't even know what a reality star was because this is new. You know, Love and Hip Hop, New York and Atlanta had just started, you know, even though we've seen the real world and Jersey Shore, but that wasn't our world or our lifestyle. So during those times, it wasn't like, oh, she's a reality star. It was just like, oh, she's on TV, you know, and I wasn't aspiring to be a reality star. I was just aspiring to go up there to make a name for myself to get outside of my ex-husband's shadows. So... So you are in this relationship with your ex-husband. You were boyfriend and girlfriend at the time. Love and Hip Hop along. We watched Love and Hip Hop New York and it was a huge success. And it, you're right, right. In the beginning, you didn't really understand its right. magnitude. So it's almost, it's almost good in a way that, that you let somebody else do it and then you figured it out. When you're on that show, how much of it, because Mona has received love and she's also had got a lot of criticism. When you're on that show, how do you find yourself blending in in real ways with these other cast members? When you first get up there, you kind of form a natural bond with certain, you know, women that are on, on set. Um, me and Rashida hit it off very well. Um, a lot of the girls, Mimi, uh, who was on there at the time, um, Carly, me and Carly always used to bump heads, but that's my girl, love her to death. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's a natural bond. I think that when I went on Love and Hip Hop, I was so, honestly, I was so gullible. I was so green. I didn't know. I was fairly new to Atlanta. I really didn't, you know, still didn't have much friends or family in Atlanta. Um, so I went on a TV show, really just trying to figure out a way to just, I did, honestly didn't know what I was on. I just knew that I wanted to style. I wanted to, I wanted to be a stylist. I wanted to start my, 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 my clothing line. And that was really my focal point. Like I really, now that I sit here and think about it, like yeah, I'm thinking about it, I had no real mapped out plan. I wasn't, I didn't even know how serious it really was going to be. You know what I'm saying? I just did it just to create a lane for myself. I just like, hey, I want, I don't want to, I want to make my own money. I want to do my own thing. Like I got stuff that I need to get done. I got family still in the hood. I need to get my family next to me. So that was my way of doing so. I never d- did it because of anything else. When you and and for me, my biggest fear would always be I'm so damn private. My biggest fear is everybody just being in my business and a camera following me because I I'm very curated in what I share. Any regrets when it's all said and done? Because it did give you a platform to get what you ultimately want to do. Any 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 like mm, if I had if I had to go back and do it again, I'd still do it, but I'd change A, B, C, and D. I don't have any regrets because I was 100 percent myself. I was open. I was transparent. I was honest. I didn't go on TV portraying something that I wasn't. I didn't go up there trying to start and be messy because that's never who my character was. I made that known when I first got on the show. Like, listen, I'm not with the drama. Don't include me in it. Of course, it's love and hip hop. So sometimes the drama comes to your doorstep. Um, but even through those aspects, I still handle myself accordingly. I handle myself as I would. I don't look back and be like, oh, why would I do that? Why did I say that? Or I was... I was try- like, I handled myself like a woman and I was able to come out, you know, um, of that show. And to this day, people still like, you know, I love you on the show. You weren't messy. You were, you know, you carried yourself a certain way. And I'm like, thank you. Cause, um, that wasn't my goal or my objective. I never want my daughter to be like, oh, look at a, look at me on TV and, and be disappointed or, or embarrassed of her mother. Hmm. Cause that's important. Absolutely. So, 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 so. We must pay all of our bills. Press fast forward, fast forward, fast forward, because it could be a lot of commercials, but fast forward, fast forward, and fast forward. 
And then we'll be right back in just a few minutes. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment connected with. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs starting on March 13th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion, a champion and carry champion, a girl who did it, got a champion and carry champion and carry champion, greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment, get naked with Welcome back to Naked. We pick it up with Tammy Rivera. What do you, um, how did you handle being, having your relationship on display? You know, in the beginning it was kind of hard, but after a while, I was such my own bubble. Like, you know, I tried to create my own little... I was telling someone earlier today in an interview that it didn't make my relationship harder. It just made it... We were young. When we were young, it made it harder for him to do things because now people know who I am, too. Yeah. So, you know, before... <laughs> before he could get away with stuff, but now I was getting DMs like, girl, I just seen your man at Pizza Hut with some girl, you know, and it could be his assistant. It could be in a girl. It was like, oh, really? You know, it was like it was harder for him to do things. So... And that aspect, um, you know, it definitely found the light. Um, but other than that, I think that um, I went through what I probably would have went through just on uh-huh. camera. What most women in the industry go through without people knowing I went through it publicly. And I was okay with that. Uh, and, and by the way, what, what, I, what I gather... And I'm going to keep it a buck. Like, uh, you know, there's only so much I can get in in terms of reality TV. But from what I right. gather, if you stay true to who you are, it, it really is fine. It is what it, it is. is. You know? It is what it is. Because people are going to scrutinize anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like me and you are both women. You might go through the same thing I go through. But because I'm on the spotlight, I'm going to get the, the scrutiny and, and, the, and the criticism. Um, you know, whereas though you, no one knows your relationship or your story, so no one's going to be like, oh, girl, you're dumb. But they told me that, you know what I'm saying? But if you're like, you know, a woman and you you have a strong back, it's like, okay, I don't, the way I look at it is where I come from, <laughs> baby, it, it's nothing you really can do to break me. Like, I, it's, I done been through the worst of the worst. And I know for a fact that some of, some of these people couldn't walk 
not even four steps in my in my shoe. You know what I'm saying? And still be able to stand up like I am. So I, it, it, all right, some things, you know, broke me. Some things hurt me. I had my nights where I cried, where I got up and I looked yeah. at it, you know, I seen things and, 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 it, and it, you know, hurt me and it molded me, but it's okay. <laughs> in relationships, period, it's hard to grow together. Like, I don't care if, if a camera's watching you. I don't care if a camera's not watching you, mm-hmm. especially you, that you and your ex-husband got together when you were really young. Um, how old were you when you guys got together? I was 24. I was 24. I'm about to be 37 in July. I was 24 when I met Waka. He was 23, 24 as well. I think it was 23 or 24. He was 24. Um, yeah. And um, and I tell you all the time, I don't, TB didn't ruin our relationship because we were together for, we was married for seven years and together for, I think, going on 11. And that was... Mm-hmm majority of that was on TV. So it wasn't TV that ruined or destroyed anything. You know, it was more so us just growing and going through things together and then, you know, ultimately growing apart, you know. So now you find yourself on this show. You are, are you immediately like I am, you said you waited till the last season to talk about what you wanted to do. I think you said the last season as a singer. Like, yeah. this is what I to do. You waited until the last season to do that because you didn't want them to judge you for anything else. When you revealed that, how was that received in terms of what you wanted to do with your dreams? Because you was manifested. And but, then you like, okay, this is, this is what it is. Yeah, I, okay, so my family and people who knew me from home in Baltimore, they were already, every time I would go home to Virginia or Baltimore, or people didn't, they were like, why aren't you on that show singing? Like, girl, like, what are you doing? Like, they were like, they don't even know you can sing. Nobody knows you can sing. Like, no one knows you can sing. Like, why aren't you singing? So um, for my people who knew me, it was like, yes, finally. And um, for the people who didn't know, they was like, oh my God, why did you hold that in so long? Like, whoop, like what? A lot of people were like, you know, there's so many people on the show come up here being rappers and singing, have no talent. And the whole time you have a real talent and you would you didn't want to show it, you know, and it was like, um, I think, you know, that's when the part of the, 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 the scrutiny of the world got to me where I was, I was afraid to show that side yeah. of me because I'm so vulnerable when it comes to music. Um, I was afraid at that point because I had, you know, I've been on the show for a few years and I've gone through things publicly in, this, in the social media and the media world and, you know, all of these things. So it's like, I don't know if I want to get on this. They're going to probably tear me apart. And actually, it was received very well. Um, Kisses still does extremely well to this day. My whole EP does well. Um, uh, Rico Love, um, executive produced that EP. And it is like one of, like, people, to this day, people ask, still ask for music. And what about that? What about that? When they do <laughs> ask you for music, do you um, say? I have tons of music. And no, I, no, right now, like, tell me when we dropping. Right, What's next? exactly. And I, I have so much music that I just haven't released. I've just been sitting on. And um, it's just really me. It's me being in my head and just being so hard on myself. Like, I just need to go ahead and just let it go, release it, get it off my chest. And like, here you go, people. Like, you can have it. Like, But it's, I'm so, music is the only thing I'm super vulnerable about, like, and sensitive about. <laughs> You know, they say like artists are like, remember, I'm an artist, so I'm, I'm sensitive about my shit. Absolutely. Think about that little girl in Baltimore who was fighting in high school. Could you, and although you knew that something was different for you, did you see this where you are right now today, providing for your family, making a life, new skincare line? You're doing all the things that you're taking this, this chance, this opportunity, and you're making it yours. Did you see that? You know, to be honest, I did. I did. Mm-hmm. I saw that. I saw, I I just, I can't explain it. Like, I, I really cannot put it into words. And I don't know if I think I'm being, you know, like I'm telling a lie or like I really did know that I didn't know how it was going to happen. I didn't know when I, I knew that there was something that I was destined for, something greater than, than myself. And, you know, and... I knew that I was going to be able to provide for my family. You know, I knew that everything that I went through in my life was for a reason. Um, and to this day, people like, you know, you can ask anyone around me, my family, my friends. They're like, even when people say like, oh, no, I'm so proud of you. And congratulations. I'm like, 
thank you. And I go home and I'm like, for what? I haven't even done anything yet. Like I still sit there like, not even seen nothing yet. Yes, yes. I swear I'm still like, I haven't even done nothing yet. I'm such a hard critic on myself. Like I'm, I'm my own worst critic. I will pick myself apart piece by piece. Like, and that's what I'm working on. <laughs> You got to you got to be kind to yourself because you have accomplished a lot. Like I've talked to you for maybe 20 minutes and I'm all like you. You have done a lot. Thank you. Um, in spite of because you've already known. I wonder. And this is interesting. Um, Tell me about because we you have seen on different variations of shows. You had Tales. Are you still is Tales still out? Um, I no, think so. Right? Yeah. OK. And then you guys had the the relationship show together and then. There was another show. What other show? What was the third show that you were on? So I there's started, another one. I started with Love and Hip Hop. Then we did um, Merge Boot Camp. Then we did Growing Up in okay. Hip Hop mm-hmm. and Sync with our own. We, then we did our wedding special. And then we did our own TV <laughs> show, which is um, What the Flocka. Um, Tammy Walk, Walk on Tammy What the Flocka. Um, I did Tales, which was a um, a show on BT that was um, executive produced by Irv Gotti. And I just did this yeah. um, Anthro series on. Um, BT Plus um, and Prime, it's called I Got a Story to Tell. Um, it's individual, like small movies. Each episode is like a small movie mm-hmm. or a small story. Um, I just did that. Um, and I'm, you know, hoping to do more TV and movies and like film and things of that sort. I would love to do more stage plays. I've done stage two stage plays, I think, already. Um, Perfect. Yep. Yeah, thank you. I would love to do more of those. Right now, I'm really trying to focus on writing my autobiography, the beginning part of it. I want to start, you know, from my childhood up until this point in my life. And I'm, uh, yeah. me and my daughter are, she'd be 18 in July with, we're in the, we're in the beginning stages of doing a mommy and daughter podcast together. I love it. And yet you see home and like, oh, what have I done? I'm like, uh, a lot. Like, you're like, no, hold on. Let me start with all like this. Uh, your show number eight. I'm like, uh, Tammy, you've been busy. Right. So, <laughs> So, so, and you still have singing and you still have yet to even really unplug that for right. yourself in terms of what else is left for you to do. Um, you have been very candid about love and loss. Yes. Do you plan to tell that story in a way in which helps other women as they look for love? Um, it's a part of my autobiography. It's, um, it's definitely, I can't, Waka has been a extremely huge part of my life, you know, um, and that's a story, you know, that's definitely, I can't, I can't, a part of who I am today is because him allowed me to um, use his platform or his sharing his platform with me or his star or his star stardom with me. Um, so I can never take that away from him. Um, he's a great father to my daughter. Um, so that is definitely, he's definitely a major part of, of my story. Um, that's not going to be the focal point of my book, you know what I'm saying? But that is maybe a chapter or two. <laughs> Are you, well, like, I would like, you know what I would like? I would like to talk about, um, I would like you to give somebody some advice, my, myself and all my female listeners. If you are starting out, because I have been there before in terms of being in a relationship and, and it never, you know, manifesting to what I ultimately wanted it to be. As you get out in the world and you want to date again, what's your advice as you as you are experiencing it? I think a lot of times, you know, us as women, we we don't do the self work on we don't do the work on ourselves to um to to be able to understand. Yeah, because you know, even though I tell people all the time, I went through a lot. Walker has done a lot. I have done a lot. Um, but at the same time, I still have to take accountability for who I am as a woman. And accept the things that I have accepted, accept the things that I, you know, I could have done better or I could have changed um, and do the self work. Because we have a lot of, especially us as women of color, we have a lot of childhood trauma, a lot of generational curses that we don't know about. And we carry those things with us, you know, and most of the time, you know, as women, you should absolutely make a list of the things that you want and the type of man that you want. But also make sure that you're ready for that list that you make, like that you're able to be woman yeah. of those things. You know what I'm saying? Because I can say that, you know, through my relationships, uh, I was a lot of people don't know I was married pre- previously. I mean, I was married prior to Waka to, mm-hmm. to my daughter's sperm donor is what I call them. Um, but um, <laughs> it is what it is. Sis. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was I was married previously um, from the age of 18 up until I was 
what, uh, yeah, age 18 up until I was like 22 or so. Um, but I was with him since I was 14. And, you know, we got married wow. at 18 and, you know, and that was a whole nother um, situation in my life that I had to understand and grow from. You know, that was an abusive relationship that I was in that I didn't even realize was abusive until I was able to step out as a woman and be like, OK, yeah, that was mind control. That was, you know, you know, uh, um, verbal abuse. That was mental abuse. That was physical abuse. Like you don't know those, you know, we. Because we grow up and we see the things that are normalized, you know, and our, you know, how is they say in our household, what goes on in this household stays in this household. Mm-hmm. Let's follow girl up into a grown woman and you accept things and you don't speak on it because it's in your household. Mm-hmm. And I always realize that that like that's the worst term. I hate that term. It's like the worst term ever for a woman. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a lot of things happen in in our households because we're afraid to speak up. And, I, you know, the advice that I could just give is just don't give up and don't settle. Like, just like people always like, when you get married, I would get married again and again and again and again and again until I find my right husband. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm, I don't, I'm not, it doesn't matter. <laughs> How many times we got to do it? Right. You're, you're, you're a romantic. You know, at heart, you're like, I believe in love. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I, you need, yeah, I have a lot of love to give and I have a lot to receive. To receive. <laughs> Every champion and carry champions to be a champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment connected with. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs starting on March 13th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion, a champion and carry champion. That girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment connected with. By the way, you speaking so honestly, like I will get married again and again until I find love. If, if that's the case, getting wrong, I'll do it again. That to me is the first step. You just blew me away with, um, we make this list, but are we ready for this Absolutely. list? You know, it, it is because I had to do, like, a lot of people were so angry with me with, um, they're like, oh, they, they wanted me to be mad at my ex-husband for a lot of the stuff that we went through publicly and things that he had done. And I'm like, you know, at the same time, I, yeah, I had my moments where I were mad 
What do you mean they wanted you to be mad by what? Like, um, you know, we were, you everybody know me and Walker was young when we first got together. So, you know, he might have been in the block cheating, you know, back in the day. And they were like, oh, you don't, they, no one knows what you go through in your household. But those things, you know, the negative things always stick out. No one sees the positive things or the things that, you know, that, that we went through the other, other way that this person has changed and has evolved in my daughter's life and things of that sort. Um, not making no excuse for no one. But also not knowing that, you know, I chose to stay in these situations, regardless of what it was, I have to take responsibility for that. If I didn't so if I didn't see the right. self-worth in myself to say, hey, listen, this is what it is, then how can I uh, uh, demand the respect from someone else if I'm not demanding it for myself? You know what I'm saying? Um, and also just being able to say, okay, because I'm a Leo woman. First of all, we don't like to apologize. When we never wrong. <laughs> like, um, you know, is is I said what I said, talking about, and I had to realize, okay, that's not right. You know, like it's okay to admit and to yourself, even if you want to say it out loud, like, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like I was there wrong for that sense. Like, you know, you was wrong for that. Like checking yourself and being able to, you know, no one's perfect. You might find a man on that list that might not have I was just talking to a friend of mine and she was just like, oh, that's so hard to date because he can dress and I don't like the way he dressed. You know, like that's easy. Mm -hmm. Like that's a, a wardrobe. Like what's his mind like? What is, you know, what is this like? Like, you know, they might not be exactly what you want them to be, but you, you know, if with a little, you know, love, like we all, we're not what we want to be, but a little self-care, a little love, you know what I'm saying? It can change things. Just don't, just don't be so hard on yourself, your list or, you know, or the person, you know. Don't be so rigid. Right. Be able to see the the bigger the picture. Big like, you know what? I don't like Right. Can you believe the way he's walking? Right. Like, I can't even lie. Yeah, he's talking. <laughs> Ew, I almost puked. Like, that's... <laughs> right. We will do that, though. We will really do that. Well, <laughs> how ridiculous... Re or, or uh, I don't like... Th like, the so ridiculous. Like, the non-negotiables are, you can't harm me. I can't be in danger with you. Those well, are non-negotiables. Those are things. Right. Abs absolutely. And like, you know, having that foundation, being able to, um, being able to, you know, build with somebody, understand, have a conversation. Like, you know, I've, I've never had issues when it came to like that part of, you know, being in a relationship. Like now that I'm, maybe because I'm who I am as a woman, like I, I'm, so confident with who I am and I know what I want and I know how to get it. And I'm not insecure. When I was younger, I might might have been, you know, too insecure to, you know, stand up and say certain things like or or be in a room and and and, you know, not feel self-conscious, you know, and I think a lot of time us as women, we have a problem with um, you know, when we get around other women being able to say, like, oh my God, you're beautiful. Like, you know, like you're like you are gorgeous. Usually you're gorgeous. So it's like, you know, I don't have a mom like, you know, saying like, oh my God, you're beautiful. How are you doing gorgeous? Or being, but still your beauty doesn't minimize mine. You Trust know what I'm saying? Real. That's a real it, thing. I, I believe you all are. Women don't want to give other women compliments. And all it does is relax you to tell somebody else, tell me you were beautiful. And you can go have anybody you want, and you can do whatever you want. You know I what I mean? Just, just talking about this today, um, I walked into a room and it was just kind of a situation like that. And um, the people that are with her were like, you know, did you, did you notice the vibe and energy? And I'm like, you know what? I said, I'm so used to that with women, but I just like, hey, beautiful. How you doing? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I've learned how to like break those guards down. I don't know why it's like that sometimes, but it is, you know, but um, I've learned how to check myself because we've all, when you come from certain backgrounds and you've been through certain things, it might be a, me a, man, a reason, a man might be a reason why you feel insecure about being around other beautiful women, you know, it might be, um, something with sure. yourself you know what I'm saying we just all we just got to give each other the benefit of the doubt and just kind of check yourself because sometimes you know like I I tell my friend like girl I call it like you have to really check yourself like if you see a, a woman who's beautiful or bad like damn she bad and you see her in your head you probably like I mean she she her feet big but you gotta tell <laughs> you like, girl stop hating she look good damn it <laughs> you know you're yeah, okay like, I, like, I get no, that. she's fine, girl. Stop hanging on her. You gotta tell yourself that too. Like, stop hanging, girl. She's been good. You and also too, she. If you if you operate with I, which I think you have, and you're starting to live in, 
from abundance. And you complimenting someone doesn't take away from anything that's yours. Um, I will tell you, I will tell you this. You you should really lean into not judging a book by its cover or not judging someone from their past because you are the definition of that. You are a um a surprise. Um, you have such a loving spirit, no matter what you what you thought it was, how tough you are, you still have a loving spirit about oh, yourself. Thank you. So I would you lean into that because that's just been the surprise for okay. me. Like, I'm like, okay, I don't know her and I've seen the show, but she's so loving. And I think it, it, it let me enter my soft girl era because I'm, I'm tired of being tough. I've been tough all my life. I'm tired of it. I had, I've, I've done all that. So I want to move into some softness. I think, Tammy, it's beautiful for you to, to be in a stage where you can talk about what you've been through. Even the fact when you were like, I, I, I just grew up on ready. Like I say on ready. But there's a softness about you. And I think it's okay for us to be soft. I want to make that trendy. I'm tired of being tough, right? I'm tired. I, I pulled something the other day um, and it was like something about when I, a, a man, uh, when you find that man that, help, that helps you get out of your masculine stage and into your soft stage and people are like, you don't need a man to help you with that. And I'm like, y'all missing the point. I'm not saying that. But us, especially we have to, all, we have to carry so, I mean, wear so many hats, especially if you're a mom, if you're a single woman, if you're a businesswoman, if you're in corporate, if you're in entertainment, you have to always have this, like, you know, you have, because we get tried and things are, you know, hard, like it's, it's, it's harder. It's, there's a different respect level when you're a woman. You know what I'm talking about. Like, you have to always be like, okay, let me carry myself a certain way. Let me speak a certain way because, you know, I already know how this can go. Um, able to find even in relationships, you're so used to leading and doing certain things. It's like being able to have enough, finding that partner to have enough confidence and stability and understanding where you can say, you know what? You got it, babe. Yes, you just. You know, you can have the will. I have been bossing all day. Go ahead and take over. I want to take a break. I, I love that for us. And that is my wish for both of us. Sis. That is my wish. I, for both of Tell us about this skincare line, because I saw on um on your Instagram that you were doing a lot of press today and you were um telling everybody about the product. Um, Where can they get it? Um, And what and what made you go there with skin? I mean, you're beautiful. So that makes sense. But why did you say this is something I really want to work on? Why did you branch here? Um. OK, so. With my skincare line, um, it's extra skincare regimen kit. It's a whole kit with a um, weekly exfoliator, a daily face wash, a face cream, and an eye cream. Um, it's all in one. I used to be a girl. Remember I told you one of my many, many jobs that I've had? Because you work, said I earlier, so- you said I did every job. Name it. I did it. <laughs> Walmart to Target to Home Depot to Mary Kay. Girl, I even sold vacuum cleaners. Well, so- you me. <laughs> I can sell you it. So sell me some product. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I worked for Mary Kay for a second. Not, that's when I really started my, you know, skin um, journey. So as I, you know, got older, I started like buying all this expensive face creams. And, you know, like I was obsessed with moisturizers, like, you know, having a great moisturizer. I really didn't get into eye cream until probably like a good two, three years ago. Or even like uh, SPF 30. It's funny because in my head, girl, I think I'm chocolate. <laughs> like, and my mom's chocolate. So I have this thing in my head, like, she likes me on. It's not going to happen. Just yeah. put the same So for example, I wouldn't even wear SPF 30. Like, mm-hmm. And then so I started educating myself. Like, okay, I need this on my skin because my skin is starting to dry out. You know, my face. And um, yeah, so I just got into eye cream probably like a good two years ago. Um, Because, you know, someone's like, you're getting older. You might want to, you know, start working on that under the eye, you know. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I am getting a little older than me. So, you know, I, and I've already was into I was like, you know what, if I could just get something that's, you know, that caters to, like, something that caters, like, take all of these products that I'm using and from these different companies and create my own line to where as though I don't have to have all this stuff on my dresser. Um, and I love exfoliators, like, you know, facial facial exfoliators. I love the eye cream. I love the skin face cream. And I love, you know, what, daily face wash. I'll say, you know, I'm going to start my kit. So this is my, this is how my kit, when you open it up, this is actually at the top of it. So this is the front of it. I mean, the front of it, you open it up, this uh-huh. is inside of it. Okay. Okay, starter kit. Get us ready to fly. I'm with you. Yeah, so you have your weekly um, exfoliator, your daily face wash, your face cream, your eye cream. Um, it's infused with papaya. 
um, extract, um, Jojo beans or the exfoliator. You have um, vitamin E, all types of like, you know, all natural products. Not no perfumes or anything for you know chem, like with these sure. you know strong chem, I'm not of having smell good stuff on my face. It smells good from the natural papaya, but it's not like that perfume on my face type of thing. I hate it. Um, so it's everything that I love, and then I embody. It definitely is infused with SPF thirty. Um, all all the products are, and literally I use it. My nephew uses it. My 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 mom, my daughter. Like I, this is something that I can say that I literally stand behind like that I use every day mm-hmm. it was six six months to a year of trial and error like of literally me trying these products on my face trying them on my mom's face trying them on my daughter like I will literally get my packages in and I'm like okay y'all we all gotta start use these for a week or two mm-hmm. tell me when you any problems what would you eat could be better and I was doing this like constantly until I got it right and I'm like I'm not putting this on nobody's face until I know for sure this is something that I can stand behind and I love and that you know, works. And like I was saying, um, my mom, she's 63. She's a beautiful chocolate woman and she's definitely got no wrinkles. Like, yeah, yes, yeah. I'll do to her. Like, yeah. 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 She, she would tell me, it's it funny. My mom's like, child, I don't know about you. You got you feel a little mixed. You might get a little wrinkle too. I'm like, dang, bro. <laughs> she is so wrong today, right? <laughs> That's funny. Um, but I listen, look, I, the brighter, the better. You know, I know what you said. I like to be super chocolate. Um, where can anybody buy your, your products at so that we can actually direct them to a link? So um, you can find Bakir at BakirByTRivera.com. Mm-hmm. You can also, um, if you like outside in the Atlanta area, you can stop past my store, which is on um, 2015 Monroe is a swimming resort for all year round. We actually going to ship you out one of these, um, one of these kits. Okay. And okay, I love the product. Oh my, Tammy, I'm so happy for you. I really am. Thank you. Right. I really appreciate it. I, I genuinely appreciate it. I'm not trying. Are you doing it? You're not even trying. You're doing it. You're doing it. You're bored and trying. You're doing it. I want my own skin care line and I'm watching you. You're inspiring me. So this is what you're doing right now is inspiring other people. I hope you receive that. Um, and and I'm I'm at the next wedding. I'm at whatever wedding you want me to come to for you, <laughs> Tammy. You also have do you still you have the swim the swim line right? Sw- yes, I still have my swimwear. So it's t-rivera.com. Um, that's my swimming resort wear um, website. Um, you can go there. It's all year round swimming resort wear. Um, I do have follow you on Instagram. We get all this though, right? You'll have. Do you have that listed on your Instagram? Okay. Yes, everything about on my Instagrams. And it's a lot of things that I have in the works coming up that, you know, I will be stay tuned with. Um, my music is still available for download um, on all streaming platforms. Um, and just stay tuned. Like, whatever God got out there for me, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to go get it by, it by his will and grace. Amen. I receive it. I see it for you. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast. I know you've had a long day and I know it's late on the East Coast. So I'm just really thankful for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's beautiful. I really appreciate you guys. Y'all, um, I really liked her <laughs> as I laugh. I'm laughing because the, and sometimes I just, you never know what you're going to get in interviews. You never know how honest people will be. You never know what they'll share with you and you, and you go where they go. Um, and I tried to definitely tread lightly without getting into all her business about her relationship, but still wondering how she's been able to push forward and what life looks like for her. Admittedly, she talked about being young. When she got married, her second marriage, by the way, could you imagine getting married twice by the time that you are in your 20s um, and then getting divorced as well and having to start over each time and find yourself? That's difficult. She's lived many lives and she's doing very well. And I'm happy for her. My hope is that you learned something from this podcast, that you see that no one can determine your outcome. You can make the most by what you get in life and who gives it to you. People can hand you things and then it's up to you to turn it into something more significant and more special. I will say this as I began the top of the podcast talking about John Morant and why I liken these two. Um, Unlikely circumstances uh, allowed them to have a platform and what they do with their platform is up to them. And you hope that if you were ever given the opportunity to have a platform, you use it for the good of your family and your friends. And then when you realize you have influence, as Tammy has realized she has influence, you give it back. 
And my hope is that Ja realizes his influence and he gives back um, because you only have a certain amount of time where people are willing to to listen to what you have to say and understand that you are an example of what can be. Tammy is as is Ja. Uh, I wish them both the best. I'm rooting for them both as I root for you all who listen to this podcast and support this podcast. I appreciate you all so much. Uh, thank you for listening to this edition of Naked. A couple of housekeeping notes. Our next episode will be our last episode for season two. We're going to we're gonna go back uh, to the drawing board and bring you season three. And we are going to uh, try to make sure that we're giving you what you need to know in this podcast. Still edifying you, still giving you entertainment, still educating you. I appreciate y'all for all the support because we in season three. Can y'all believe that? From season one to season three, it's like a TV show. That's a big deal. Again, keep subscribing, keep downloading, share with friends, help us sister out. Thank y'all for listening and talk to y'all next week. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.